I'm not gonna worry about your level of concern. We talking about Twitter. Think of how stupid the average person is, and then realize half of them are stupider than that. We gonna unleash hell here in December. We're not urinating on the fire, man. We mock ourselves. Man, this was supposed to be hell unleashing season. Indeed. Uh, instead, it was the opposite. It, they, the, the only thing to put out hell unleashing season is a downpour. <laughs> we I didn't, s- yeah. you know, water beats fire. Yeah, we, there was no way for the hell to like burst up. It got uh, rained out. So what are you supposed to do? You know, it was supposed to be hell unleashing. It's hellless, hellless. And now it's worse than it. now we're now we're living in hell. So we went from <laughs> unleashing hell to now living in our hellish nightmares. <laughs> hellless hellness. It's what Jen's talking about. <laughs> the conversation about mm. the Steelers social media conversation uh luckily it's game day too Whew. right mm-hmm. on a uh on the second uh second Thursday game of the season mm-hmm. and don't, last one thankfully yeah I don't like these but man nope. am I happy this one came uh came along I think yeah this was the only time I'd ever be happy for Thursday night football or as happy as I can get for Thursday night football or Thursday late afternoon oh. uh, if you're on the west coast oh, yeah. I'm Kyle Christ in the hoodie. I'm dressed like we're in the tundra. Across from me in the same climate, but dressed in the tank is Greg Benevent. Hello. It, I had to wear this because on a short week, there was no time to find a complete shirt. Short week, short sleeves. Mm-hmm. Whereas me, I'm in the, uh, I'm ready to hibernate. I'm ready to pack it up. <laughs> Much like some of these takes. Oh. Coming up in the second half... What uh, what can we do? We'll talk Kenny, mm-hmm. maybe. You know, is it time sure. to move on from Kenny? And the insider info. Are we going to trust this insider info? <laughs> Every week we keep telling you how bad the insider info is, and then they keep coming back with more. So mm-hmm. um, the insider report that I'm calling BS on. There you go. And I'm no insider, but I can. But you can. I can see you. If any, I'm a mental insider. If you've watched this team long enough, you know how it operates, and yep. especially our coach. Mm-hmm. If you study our coach, uh, like I've been studying up on that new Tomlin book. Hey. Um. Anyway, mm-hmm. let's get to some of these takes. Ugh. This isn't really. This isn't even a bad take. This is just kind of a a good old summary from yeah. at Cuda Grills. Matt B. Not a good Sunday. Minka broke his hand. Watt got hurt. Pink Pickett got hurt. Roberts got hurt. Sayamalu got hurt. Steelers lost to a two and ten team. No good. Very bad day. Mm-hmm. Um, it what what's hurts more? Because to me, the injuries hurt more than the loss itself. Is that? 
Yeah, I think that, especially because, I mean, so many of these injuries look like they might be lasting, particularly the ones to pick it. I mean, I'm sure Minka, Minka played every snap in the game with a broken hand, but on a long enough timeline, having a broken hand has to affect you somehow, right? So, right. And also, if you're going to lose, I mean, if you have to lose a game, and you shouldn't lose a game, you don't want to lose a game, but it's which I'm sure is something we'll also address later on. But if you have to lose a game, losing it to an NFC team is the least bad thing that could happen. But still, it, uh, is that a it's, double negative? Least of the least bad. The I least guess, bad yeah. thing I could. Well, I think we're going to accept it after a day like this. But um, but yeah, this was this was this was. Uh, I mean, not a good day at the office is meant as like you know a fun understatement. But that's exactly what this was. We'll talk more in. Whoops, sorry. Oh. Yeah, well, you get you, know, you get a, you get credit for that. Whew. We'll talk more whether where this ranks on Tomlin's worst of all time mm. list because uh, believe me, the Tomlin talk oh, uh, is out. But. Um, more importantly, it's the return of the existential dread. <laughs> Let's get to the sequel, the return of the existential lists. <laughs> Starting with at Steel C Network, Steel Curtain Network. This game could end the Steelers season. Uh, with still tons of hell unleashing left, but... Mm-hmm. I mean the injury with the the the, the injuries. I might agree with the 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 the, the, uh, the degree of injury here. Yeah, I, I I think the point. It's you could look back at this and say this was the game that ended the season. This was the beginning of the end. That is entirely possible. It could go to that point. It might not. It's important to not completely crater uh, positivity just yet. But um, but yes, this this very well could be the game you look back on and say, oh, that's where uh, I don't know if luck ran out, but maybe everything ran out. I like it's a good point. Only in the future will we know if this is the game that cost us the season. But right. in the present, mm-hmm. we can only say that it is not. So mm-hmm. uh, that's some that's a weird time paradox. So, no, but it's correct though. That's very much correct. And moreover, that's definitely the way. Minus the beginning part, that Tomlin does think about that. It's like, okay, what can we do to win the next thing? Which, for good or for ill, is always the way they're thinking. Love it. Love it, right? Steelers football. Steelers football is 60 minutes. 60 it's minutes. never going to be pretty. Throw style points out the window, and but these guys are fight to the end. And that's not 60 minutes, not just even the game, but as far as the season. It's 17 weeks. You know, it should be Absolutely. like 60 minutes, 17 weeks, 365. Possibly several delays for weather as well. Like it can be longer than all that, too. Oh, I know. <laughs> My bill, I spent more on Sunday this past week because of that extra hour. Oh, jeez. Uh, more existential dread. From at Chris K. Turney. Chris Turney. This Steelers game is the worst I've seen, I think, in my lifetime. I think I'm sick to my stomach over this. This is like the third time this year that we've had the worst game of uh, our lifetimes. Uh, we said this after the Niners game. We said this after the Cleveland game. And now now this game. Is is this the worst? I mean, they, they, they do seem to be getting progressively worse. I mean, neither of those teams were 2-10 with 
that also, and neither of those teams really had an organizational mandate that they were okay losing the game as the Cardinals seemingly were with that one tight end that was like, I don't feel like playing for you anymore. And they were like, have a good day. <laughs> but um, but I, what I do like about this tweet, what I got to say is that this, this in terms of hyperbole, this isn't so bad because this person is, they're actually being emotionally vulnerable about this. They feel sick to their stomach about this. They aren't blaming someone else. They aren't yelling at someone else. They aren't saying some horrible thing about the future they feel bad about this and they're letting you know that i can live with you're exactly right all right so we're not pointing the finger you're this is the uh this is kind of the uh (laughs) yeah i'm sick to my stomach about this and i get it i i totally understand yeah i was sick to my because i had to get an extra drink (laughs) and a chicken quesadilla why did i have to order two lunches Um, Uh, well i mean but we didn't know how long it was gonna go and then maybe they would have come back at some point you know i mean it's it's i get i get the case i understand the quesadilla Okay, uh, more exist. You know, I mean, what is this? Is this the worst loss even of the season? I don't know. I I, I kind of think yeah. it is. I mean, it's that's the worse the, than the Browns. I I think it's worse than the Browns. The only one that I thought is maybe comparable is the Niners, even though. The Niners are obviously a very good team, and we knew that going into the game. That was also the first real break from what we thought this team might be in the preseason, whereas this was a game where like they had everything to play for, and they looked very bad. But weirdly, they didn't look very bad until like after the first few drives. It's not like, you know, everyone talks about the Steelers were unprepared. I'm not sure they were. They had a great first drive uh, on offense and defense. Okay, they didn't finish the, they didn't get a touchdown, but they kicked a field goal. I mean, they looked like they were mo- They were moving the ball. They were, Kenny was making good throws. They were running. It uh, So it's, it, it's disheartening on many different levels that I'm not sure the other games were. Yeah, right. I remember our conversation was kind of like first quarter was like, well, let's let's not let them stick around. And then second quarter was like, well, defense showed up, did their part. Mm-hmm. And then, just, right. you know, the, the injuries piled up and, mm-hmm. uh, and you couldn't compete anymore. Um, but I didn't have the kind of existential dread like <clears throat> the one and only at captain underscore tying captain tying knots if the Steelers lose to the cards I truly hope we lose out so there's no more effing talk about Tomlin never having a losing season sick of that BS stat dude needs to get bumped down a few pegs uh is it time to just get uh, we're in the playoff hunt but come on right we're really not going to compete with miami or the chiefs right should we just pack it in right now in december just enjoy christmas (laughs) that's hilarious about the idea of this person doing all of this and then would go on to enjoy their christmas as if they wouldn't be the most miserable person at any holiday event they attend and um but I, i whenever you see someone say i hope we lose out or something to that effect what they're trying to do is distance themselves self-emotionally by doing that you're making it so you care so much and now you don't care that's what you're trying to do through that and it's and also by the way the dude needs bumped down a few pegs yes if tomlin goes up and says tomlin has accepted responsibility for losses and things going badly many times no one none of the people ever saying he needs bumped down a few pegs has ever admitted that he's bumped down a few pegs what they want is tomlin to show up their house on one knee and say i'm sorry i didn't uh, draft jalen hurts or something so none of that works either but um but yeah i i i you said one more thing i had so many things you said something else that i wanted to address i don't even remember specifically what it was you were talking about christmas you're talking about the no, yeah the, the the bs stat and all this i mean I, you know there's just so so much going on here they're, oh yeah they're in the playoff hunt you, you don't want to quit uh if there's ever a year to not quit on the playoff hunt this is it there's like two starting quarterbacks left 
and you have no idea if they're coming back. This is what I, I mean. I don't like to keep yelling now. We have plenty of time to yell about this. This is what drives me nuts about people who say tank and get a good quarterback. Great, you suck for two years, you get a great quarterback, and then he's out. And then, and then he's Trevor Lawrence, and then he's Burrow, and then where are you? Then you're a bad team for many, many more years. Do you think your friends on the fan are going to defend that then? <laughs> like it? Uh, oh my god! Oh, you've unlocked a I new was treasure. so mad. I was so mad. At- no, I love the point though that you said though. It's like they want the team to lose out so they can justify right. their anger now. Instead, mm-hmm. show some hope, show some grit, which is so much more difficult. You've you've been here before, Steeler Nation. You know what it's hell. We were seven and five in two thousand seven, right? Was that the season? No, like two thousand five. Two thousand five. Sorry. With a weak yeah. schedule going into the playoffs. I mean, everyone forgets that, that it was, you know, that that the, the run to the Super Bowl 40 that started very weak in the regular season. And even then, they struggled with the Lions. And I remember Sports Talk Radio after that win against the Lions saying they have no chance against the Bengals. It took them forever to put the Lions away. And just, Anyway. Le- there's still more existential oh, dread. God. We're not done yet. Mm-hmm. Let's get to <whistles> at... Amadi and mm-hmm. Madi, the state of the Steelers is sad and very depressing. At this point, there needs to be a very critical evaluation of what they have and what they need, and big changes need to be made. Not sure they will win another game, to be honest, not with all the injuries. Um, what it, it, Will we win another game? We have some injuries there. Without a yes. middle linebacker, are we going to win another game at first? I, I mean, mean, I think they can. I mean, it's I, th- I do think they have to win against the Patriots or else, like, you think this is crazy this week. Like, they're going to want to burn down the stadium if they lose to the Pats. Yeah. But, um, but, what, but I think what's... You know, and again, what makes it so difficult to parse the weird... I th- I feel comfortable saying already this is the weirdest Steelers season of my lifetime. I feel pretty comfortable saying that with a month to go. But, but what's so weird is I'm looking at this this person's comment, Anne Mahdi, and it's and there's a, and I agree with most of it in part. I don't agree with how far I think they'd take it. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's sad and depressing right now. Sure, okay, critical evaluation of what they have and what they need. Big changes need to be made. Sure, I think your definition of big changes is probably not ours we we've we've swapped out our offensive coordinator mm-hmm. we got the rookie tackled in the game now he's starting joey porter mm-hmm. is a starter now darnell uh, washington practically is too darnell washington is getting uh, mm-hmm. a lot of snaps jalen warren is your is a de facto starter as mm-hmm. far as snaps what change what other changes uh have like yet to be made you know these are people that want mace in there I oh mean, what, well, you and they also want tomlin to go tonight and you to hire some other smart coach that of course you'd give plenty of chances to i mean that's what i'm saying when someone says big changes to be made, even if I think, ah, oh, this team does need changes to be made, I could feel the hair stand up on the back of my neck. And that's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Wait, there, is there more? Yes, there's more. <laughs> Wait, there's more. No, this, is like a, this is like a uh, some kind of commercial. At Timbo Slice 910, Tim Flannery. The Steelers are a team of meaningless streaks. Kenny Pickett's interception streak. Mike Tomlin's no-losing season streak. They mean absolutely nothing, and they both provide a poor product. We need real change, right? I'm sick of these no-losing streaks and, ah, these, these fake losers. This reminds me of a couple weeks ago when someone said fake wins or something. Yes, fake wins. Uh, you know, this, this no-losing streak means nothing, just winning. It means nothing just to win. Um... Kenny Pickett's interception streak is the only thing I think that's keeping him 
maybe in the in the game. I don't well, know. I mean, I think that's also how they want them to play. But I think as this as this season goes on, and I was thinking it during this last game, the fact that Tomlin's right about when this team turns the ball over, they do not win. I mean yeah. that after that after you know look at the look at the turnovers they had in this game. I mean even before the Mitch one, they they turned the ball over as far as you could from their own end zone and they lost. I mean they gave up a touchdown. It this when this team turns the ball over they don't win and it just hit me now. I'm so glad you brought up the fake wins. Does that make this a fake loss? Well, I, I mean, mean it's a, a loss to a team off of injuries. And uh, they lost to a team when obviously some calls went their way. There were f- how many times did the Cardinals fumble? Did the ball didn't bounce their way? I mean, if you're going to say there's a fake win, then that also does imply the existence of a fake loss. I'm sure Cardinals media is like they didn't deserve to win this game. <laughs> you know, the point that Wex made was, you know, this isn't a two and ten team with Kyler Murray. They're right. a two and two, which team, is the best you know? point to be made. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever, it's still it's 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 a loss. Oh a yeah, loss. absolutely right. This isn't college football, thank God. Um, how about one more for <laughs> the Doomsdayers at Kyle Beagle? Adam Shine, the Steelers are not consistent, fun, or trustworthy. I'm out. Good, fine. Get off the bandwagon. If you, yeah, they're not trustworthy, fun, or consistent. That's thirty years of Steeler football. Back to uh, you know o- overtime games with Cower. Yeah. Well, also too, it's it's a football team. They're not meant to be uh, your consistent or trustworthy friends. That's not how this works. I, I I'm glad you brought up Billy Mays because this person absolutely looks like they're in the middle of an infomercial right now. As they're doing is <laughs> that all the secrets to making money they don't want you to know. But I, I also feel like this person, if I'm not not mistaken. This was this was one of the talking heads that during the offseason told us how bad the team was going to be. So I, I while I respect their feelings that they're out to whatever that means in this context, I also doubt that whatever it means to them that they were in. You guys are funny sometimes. I agree, right? Funny uh, mm-hmm. national media people <laughs> get off the tri- get off the bandwagon. Right? We don't need you. Mm-hmm. All right. Are, are there any? You know, are there? Is there any hope? What's the? Where's the cure for the doomsdayers? There's a couple we've got at Joe Frick. Frick. Steelers over under on the season was 8.5. They might not be meeting your expectations this season, but at 7 and 5, they are far, far outpacing what Vegas and the league expected. Does Tomlin have his flaws? Absolutely, but they're not by any any means underachieving. Is this a statement of fact? I thought some of the over-unders were nine, but I'll, I'll give him 8.5. Well, so, yeah, I mean, it's 8.59, 8. but they were all right around that. There was You could not find a consensus. Maybe you found a couple outlying sports books trying to drum up some action, et cetera. You couldn't find a lot of places saying 10 at all. You could find, I don't think you could find a lot that said like six, but you, you, you found a lot more of like, you know, seven than you saw uh, 10. So, yeah, so this isn't crazy. I mean, obviously, you know, some things might change uh, uh, with who was and was not hurt. But the Steelers certainly had their own string of injuries even before, you know, uh, 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 friends of mine are considering suiting up an inside linebacker on Thursday night here. So would you say this is an overachieving team at seven and five? It doesn't feel over that overachieving. No, it doesn't feel overachieving because of the way these games have gone. Again, this is the weirdest season of our lives. I mean, I hope someday, decades from now, someone writes a book about this season or does a hologram presentation or something. But um, it doesn't feel like overachieving just because of the way these games have actually played out. It, uh, and again, it's hard to say someone's overachieving when we're talking in the direct aftermath of a loss to a two and ten team. Listen, I trust Mike T wholeheartedly, man. Yeah, me too. I agree. 
Me and Kenny. Um, one more person who might trust Mike T as well is at Pastor Runge, Pastor Wade Runge. Dear miserable Steeler fan, you would have lost your mind in 2005 when Steelers were 7-5. and five. The odds were stacked against them, yet they went on a roll to win the Super Bowl. It had been a 25-year wait for the city. Just be a fan for a minute and cheer them on this week. Um is this uh, is this the, is there comparisons to the, from this team to the Super Bowl forty team? I mean, yes and no. That team had come off of uh, a fifteen and one regular season the year before, and then they'd had stumbles that next year, in large part because injuries to different people, injuries to Ben, injuries to uh, some other players. But when Ben and all seemed lost after the loss at home to Cincinnati, in which case it was a back-and-forth game, but the Bengals always seemed more or less in control. So, yeah, they were things seemed pretty down then, but there's also a feeling of, like, okay, they don't get them this season. Maybe we don't have what we thought in Roethlisberger. We'll get them back next year. But when I read this, I, remember, I thought of a different Super Bowl year after the loss to the Titans uh, in the regular season on the run to Super Bowl 43, I remember listening to sports talk radio in the car with my dad and him t- and, you know, the sport, the people at the time, maybe it was Madden, maybe it was someone else talking about, like, give it up for Hines, the only one of them still trying out there, you know, and that's when they were getting the second bye. And uh, if the Titans had beaten the Ravens, they would have had to go to Tennessee to win that game. But yeah, that's so, I mean, it's always been some level of this misery since the 70s. It's just important not to let it pollute your entire life and day well that's uh i guess that's enough on that let's uh shall we get to the second half don't you want to play any music (laughs) we're gonna go to the second half where we're gonna talk tomlin the tomlin haters are out in full force they found they found their they found an opening and they're trying to flank us but (laughs) they will they shall not prevail uh, and we'll talk Kenny. I haven't even talked to quarterback because it's time for him to go, according to, uh, I guess, 90% of Steelers Twitter. Um, all right, stay tuned. Maybe, maybe we'll, uh, you know what? I forgot to put it on here. I was like, maybe we should talk about Ryan Chazier's book club, but uh, I forgot to put that on here. All right, we'll see you in the second half. second half and a zero zero first half score on your thursday night <laughs> uh where i think uh first total first downs will win the game if, you, if, it's, if yes. it's a tie zero zero we tie go, we, go, we go to first downs <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think i think we go to the cards actually we go to who's uh, we go to the judges it. card yeah i think so it, uh, you get a tko and uh as if al michaels is uh <laughs> feeling good about that Okay, how about my coach? This was the this was a bad week to oh, be uh, to be named Coach Mike Tomlin. <laughs> At least if you're on Twitter. Let's get to at Fanta Skippy Jeffrey Benedict. Since two thousand since two thousand seven, the Steelers have lost twenty games to teams that finished below four hundred for the season. Nine of those games have come between weeks 11 and 14, uh, where uh, the other 12 to 13 games of the year only had 11 of them. So hell in December, indeed. This was supposed to be hell unleashing season. It was the it was the worst 
opening to hell unleashing season in Tomlin history. I mean, I think it's right up there with what? The official hell unleashing, when he actually said they had to unleash hell, because wasn't that off of a losing streak? And um, the 2018, when they had that stretch of losses after the uh, big comeback against the Jags on November 18th. They but at least the- scored points, though, in those, yes. ga- you know, in oh, those yes. games. Oh, yes. No, no, yeah. no. Absolutely. I agree with you. This, I, I do agree. This was, uh, this was the worst uh, hell unleashing season uh, opener yet. But still plenty of, you know, there used to be only four games in Hell right. Unleashing season. Right. Now we have five, so. I uh, told you it starts earlier and earlier every year, and it takes longer and longer. Yes. So don't, you know, don't put away your Hell Unleashing carols yet. Right, exactly. Um, you could still wear, I guess, your Steeler Satan ears. I'm not sure exactly what season. We need a Hell Unleashing wardrobe or something. Yeah, something like that a combines black and gold pitchfork or something. Like, winter with, uh, with. The yeah, uh, with the hellhounds of right because there's no like devils mascot team in the NFL that just hit me now it's not like other sports where there are anyway oh, good point good point okay let's mm-hmm. move on to oh don't you want to where's the sound there it is at Jim Wexel James mm-hmm. C Wexel the Steelers went off as favorites of only 6.5 points 6.5 points on Sunday there have been many more significant losses under Mike Tomlin feel free to list them I count 15 worse losses six at home mm-hmm. so I was just like wow six, I mean 16 15 worse games than Sunday and I was trying to think what could they have been and I came up with the Tebow game right that was a seven and a half point spread mm-hmm. um which is more than what was the final spread this week six and a half it was six and a half yes it, uh, and also too that being a playoff game i mean yeah on the road but still a playoff game yeah the raiders at home in 2009 was a minus 15 spread i don't remember this that, game. that's the bruce gradkowski game i forget if he comes off the bench or he uh, starts the game, but the Pittsburgh native, who does good analysis now, uh, led the Raiders to a big win. And it was it was just as that was one of those like, oh, wow, they really don't have any corners games from what I remember. Um, what other bad losses? Uh, the Bortles game, that mm-hmm. was a minus seven. Also the, the playoffs. Yeah. The Baker game, I think that was only minus like, three and a half or something. Yeah, that one, yeah, I, I, there's no way, I mean, that line, I'm sure the Steelers were favored by plenty, but I don't know it was that, that big, because they hadn't looked that good down the stretch, uh, Go even though they'd won on that Sunday against the Browns. And then just the Browns two weeks ago, I think was even is I don't know I, is that a worse game than uh than we've already talked to. I guess, no, I, I, I'm glad you put Jets 2022 on here too because I was trying to figure out what it was because I think Kazora put that like since their last six games at home when they were favored by uh, five or six points or more they were one four and one. So the one tie, that's the Mason game against the Lions. Remember when Ben got COVID on like Thursday yep. night? Who can who the, could forget? The yeah. pouring down rain. It uh, that the the lot that starts with the Commanders' loss in 2020, if you remember that Monday night game. Oh yeah, yep. It um and uh, uh the one the worst one that I know gets compared a lot to this, and I'd kind of forgotten about it. I only remember because the ugliness of the jerseys is I think it's 2012 or 2013. They lose to like the Buccaneers in Pittsburgh. It's when they had like those weird like the pewter and the light orange. I don't know if it was Mike Glennon, a quarterback. I don't know if everyone remembers how bizarre those jerseys were. The ones they absolutely got rid of when Brady showed up. 
Eric Tom. We have a loss to Mike Glennon in our uh, in yeah, our annals. Yeah, Gosh. It, uh, that was that was because that was when they go down two touchdowns big and Ben can early and Ben can never bring them back. I've erased that from my hard drive. Yeah, apparently. but the only yeah, I think the only I, I, how much were they favored in Houston this year? Because I think that might have been on this list too. Oh gosh, geez, mm. we've had four of the worst games of our lives this uh, right. season. Right. And uh, all right, uh, how about we've already got we've done the ext- existentialists. Yes. How about some more Tomlin hate <laughs> at J Hartman underscore Pitt Jeff Hartman. The bad look continues with Tomlin's Q and A portion of his pressure presser. Don't know about DJ celebration. Ask the reporter his thoughts, and then says he'll keep his thoughts on it to himself. What uh, this season? People have been insiders and bloggers alike have been uh, a little put off with Tomlin's attitude during these pressers. Was it was he particularly salty on this? How, how you know? I mean, I watched it. I didn't feel too too much of that. Uh, it was any more so than usual. I know Alan Saunders, who I've come, who's come to be one of my favorite uh, Pittsburgh sports talking heads. I really like that guy. Uh, it's talked about how he's very sensible. Said something like that Tomlin's been, you know, testy with them because they keep asking him the same questions, but that's because the problems have kind of consist- been consistent now throughout much of the season. So I kind of get that, and I kind of wonder if that is sort of trickling down into what we're talking about here. I also just don't think they're going to get him to talk smack on anything, you know, even right. something like celebrating a fourth quarter touchdown when you're you know? way down. Yes. Like, uh, I, you know, I've, I've been reading this Tomlin book, so I don't know what I can, you know, what is the past and what is now. But I believe that, uh, you know, he's been pretty clear about uh celebrations that aren't really relevant in the past i don't know if, if that's true or not yeah and it's also that you i mean before they change the celebration rules you can kind of do more or less what you want the steelers did get a fair amount of those penalties and we used to hear this kind of nonsense too that there was you know that they were undisciplined and all that which always has weird tones but yeah that when they would get those penalties so um I think he, yeah. I imagine he did say something to DJ about it. I certainly cringed seeing it. I hate using the word cringed, but that's actually what happened in my body. But uh, but yeah, I kind of I kind of like DJ spin on it where it was like, hey, I'm not going to be down on myself just because we're losing. Like I got you know I got a tight. It was he wasn't over the top. I, to me, it felt like a reserved celebration where he was like, ah, I scored. We're down. Let me uh, shoot it down from the you know from the sky, which I don't even know you. You could do i thought the gun i thought the gun bent. thing was yeah. bad too it, i know people compared him to chase and jamar chase in a similar situation and that looked bad i i but i i, I like i'm glad you said that Kyle, because it does lead to another point i kind of think about this is that you know people all process these losses and things going badly in different ways and i think a lot of people and dj in particular get offended by the way that he just seems to naturally react to things he might be a person that kind of smiles when he's nervous or when things are going badly which i get because i'm kind of the same way so i and i kind of think you the fan trying to deal with your own emotional hurt about this see dj smiling and think he doesn't care whatever else other issues the guy may have as a player i think he cares i want to tell all these dj haters especially the ones that are like well we you know we don't have to re-sign him and all this stuff when he was in his extension negotiations and they asked tomlin about him and he was like this is my kind of player this is my so uh you know don't think that He's on the the first train out of Pittsburgh here. He, I think, oh, yeah. you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he sticks around. I think he is he is the veteran on offense. The only thing that I could see keeping from that from happening is honestly, I can see someone throwing an absurd amount of money at him just because the wide receiver market is just through the moon right now. 
That's a, uh, you know, that's a good point. That could say, uh, don't, yeah. Okay. Um, how about, let's move on. There's more Tomlin hate. Of course, this little thing always <laughs> rears its head, uh, this, you know, this time of year. At Barstool Berg, Barstool Yinzers, Tomlin's biggest indictment is his lack of coaching tree. He has never once had a member of his staff become an NFL head coach. McVay has four, Shanahan has four, Reed has five. Nothing special going on in Pittsburgh. Oh, where's Belichick? I don't hear that stat anymore. Oh, yeah, right? no, no, that one went away. I think the third time that Josh McDaniel got fired at like one in the morning. I think we finally got rid of that. Um, I mean, again, this guy should read Zeiss. Zeiss had so much better Tomlin hate about than this. The, oh, uh, yeah? What is it? A three and seven record in the playoffs since 2011 and 26, 23 and one in his last 50 games. Like, those are so much better stats if you're going to hate versus, like, you know, Andy Reid had young assistants. Coaching that, tree. Right. Oh. I mean, it's, it's Shanahan had young assistants. McVeigh's guys, you know, bumped around. like the, 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 And also, too, I mean, it. it it was it was always it was kind of the best example of the argument against this back in the day and it's still pretty solid is that there are very few coaches that come into their head coaching position and are told explicitly you're keeping this coordinator which is very much what Tomlin was with LeBeau and it's not like he was ever leaving to get a head coaching position again anyway after what happened in Cincinnati yeah that I uh reading this Tomlin book that does come up and LeBeau kind of he did ask about the job he kind of wanted a uh a shot at it mm -hmm. and they said no but they yeah they didn't want to get rid of him right so uh how Tomlin dealt with that was that's why he brought on John Mitchell because mm. John Mitchell could sit in the defensive room and if he felt like Tomlin's message wasn't getting across. He could always go back to Tomlin. You know, he, gotcha. it was like a, it was like Tomlin's ally in the room. Not that yes. he needed it. LeBeau, it turned out to be a great partnership between oh, yeah. Tomlin and LeBeau. But, but um, I mean, but that makes sense, and that's also why one of the reasons they didn't resign Porter after Tomlin came in because Porter was was cower in that locker room i mean he was cowers you know he he was he was the riker to uh uh cowers picard i mean that's he was his guy and that's why they had to bring in someone to and also they weren't going to afford porter on and they had harrison right there but still yeah yeah mm -hmm. um yeah everyone talks about tomlin's coaching tree I, I i can't recommend i keep bringing up this tomlin book um mm -hmm. he it's not that, you know, everyone looks at the tree, at the branches to, and says this is uh, where the, the, the tree is. But look at the roots. And Tomlin's coaching roots with uh, Keith Butler mm -hmm. and Randy Feekner and Terrell Austin. Uh, you know, the, the, there's a story about where these relationships formed and how it all is coming together now. Tony Dungy mm -hmm. and Dan Rooney. You know, it's, uh, right. it's a pretty good story. I recommend it. Put it on your Christmas list. Uh, any more Tomlin hate? Oh, yeah, we're just getting started. Let's go. <laughs> to the mad genius. I'm sorry, the evil genius. At... Mark Madden X, Mark Madden, a case to fire Tomlin has been laying its foundation for some time. Today threw gas on that fire. Today was a joke. Much of it can be traced to coaching. It's embarrassing why they lost. The leadership is ish too. Cam or whoever. Teams with legit leaders don't play and act like that. You know, we uh, we beat Cincinnati and all of a sudden it was... 
were on the track fast track to win the division. <laughs> one loss later, and now the case being made to fire Tomlin is it? You know, if, is it is it that bad after this, this loss? I mean, it's 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 not good. They have to go three and two down the stretch to get into the playoffs, and they're not going to win the division now. They'd be very unlikely to do so. The Ravens would have to uh, lose some other games, but um, which again, but again, your quarterback is always one foot away from getting hurt, as we've seen in the AFC. So it's very hard for me to say never and never. I mean, I did think, you know, I I had thought originally that coaching was a big part of why they lost this game, just because if, you know, two or three guys are playing badly, well, it's on them. If the offense is playing badly, it's on them. But like when everyone plays badly, I kind of do think that tends to be coaching. But I heard our, our alum Christopher Carter say that the plays were there. These guys just didn't execute them, didn't do them. They weren't in the right places, which on a long enough timeline gets back to coaching too. It, um, But man, the idea about the leadership is bad. That, that always seems like one of those weird things that you just throw out there like it's I kind of went along with you know Madden's tweet here for like the first half up until why they lost <laughs> I mean like it's but after that like it's it cams out there on one leg it uh there's no inside linebackers what I don't know what leadership cam's going to display that makes somebody heal I, I, I it's it's that, that that's just like okay it's again it's why the heel announcer from a very successful wrestling outfit you know you say the thing that there's some truth to and then you build off of that and it's a uh, very well constructed uh you know heat it generates I heat. laugh at that. You think that there might be, there's a little bit of uh, foundation to, uh, you know, a, a case to fire Tomlin? No, no, I don't, I'm not saying in the context of their case to fire Tomlin. I do think today this was the, uh, this threw gas on the fire of the people that want to fire Tomlin. I do think this was, this was like, if you were like pent up and you were like confused after the Bengals game, which there were, we talked about that. Remember how it was like silent? Like this yeah, was, this gave yeah. them a chance to like spring back out and be like, aha. And then that's if you wanted to make that case, this gave you the chance to make that case. I, I mean, no, Tomlin's going to be here for a while. I mean, it's regardless of what happens this year, regardless of what happens next year. It, um, so, no, where there's no case to be made at this time. I just want for those who say this was a coaching loss, I say what what part of the of coaching was a miffed snap by Mason that led to uh, a fumble that Mitch didn't jump on? You know, I blame Mitch as much on that for not falling on the ball as, as Mason on the bad snap. You know, what part of the coaching loss was uh, execution on that fourth down, fourth and one? You know, what part of coaching was... Uh, losing your middle linebacker you know you know like how do you you know oh, we, we didn't uh you know we didn't scheme quick enough when they were throwing the ball over the middle like who do, i don't know who do you put in there some said some said you could put minka on that tight end or something no I, no, no, no. no i don't know maybe i mean it's so i think i think i think so many so many at home penalties for not a, uh, too many men there was the one where they called the penalty and then they had it called a timeout and then had 12 guys on the field there were the ones two times where wide receivers weren't lined up in the right place and they got a penalty and uh, there was the one where remember they had to take the time out because a core four wasn't on the field and um i think those are kind of the things that i mean if it happens once okay that guy's an idiot but over the course of a game that i could see this wasn't the best coached game in and of itself but again that's one very one badly coached game is not an excuse to fire somebody no that's your those are, those are, that's, those are good points those are good uh, coaching points but i take those. but those are four or five plays i mean it's and also the last one with the timeout and the 12 guys that was after the game was decided that one was when it was over and by then i could see your mental toughness starting to uh you know wane a bit 
Yeah, in the in the, in the fourth quarter. I mean, in, you know, how do you judge the fourth quarter? That was pretty much a whooping, but you could say, well, the game was already out of reach. Right. I don't know. But then, you know, I hope we, that's not more of the same. We, You know, it's not like we have another linebacker coming up to fill the <laughs> fill the gap there. I don't know. I'm worried. That's that's my fear. I'm worried oh, that yeah. we bought him out defensively. Yes, that's entirely possible. It's back to uh, 2021 again. Yeah. All right, enough uh, Tomlin hate, right? We can only <laughs> so much, which is all false in mm-hmm. my eyes. Okay, because uh, oh, we we got to spend some time talking about our QB. Oh my God, they killed Kenny, you bastard! It's it's. I mean, God, I thought it was I thought it was done, but apparently it's not. <laughs> apparently it's not the end of Kenny Pickett. Mm-hmm. Let's get to at Tommy Jaggy, Tommy Jaggy. The Steelers can't sit around and wait for Kenny Pickett to improve in 2024 and beyond. They need to be exploring their options this offseason. KP can't stay on the field, and the performance has been far less than desirable when he has. QB limbo is a scary place. Um, You know, it's... um, it's time now to start thinking about the end of Kenny, or does he still no. have all next season? It gets all the next season. What, what's going to happen is what was always going to happen is that the Steelers are going to bring in a new quarterback next year. This Kenny needs to have a long-term backup because they still certainly believe in him. It, uh, they like they love that guy that beat them uh, for the quarterback for the Browns, that DTR, except the Browns took him around before they wanted to. So they're bringing somebody in, whether it's a draft or free agent or whatever. But the point is, but the worse Kenny does, the worse it looks. I do believe maybe the higher that goes in terms of would you where you would consider bringing in that guy, whether it's in the draft, whether it's through using capital, whether it's for you know signing a guy. I mean, I I would strongly think about a third round pick for Justin Fields because if nothing else, I mean, I, I don't know what the Bears would take for him. The Bears have certainly proven to be, uh, let's say, erratic trade partners, but. I could see having Fields as either a long-term backup or maybe a Kirk Cousins kind of guy like Cousins was in Washington to be, you know, the long-term backup who ends up being the guy. But uh, but yeah, they don't want to have to spend $8 million on the most expensive backup quarterback in the league next year. So, uh, so they are going to bring someone in. But uh, it depends on where and how high they do it. But they they believe in Kenny enough and Tomlin believes in the idea of football justice enough that he's absolutely getting another year. That's you heard that. There's a hot take there, uh, <laughs> Justin Fields for a third round pick. I'm not giving up anything more than that, and I would love to give up a lower pick. But I mean, they need a young guy to be a long term backup, even if you believe in Kenny. So that's whatever the mid level quarterbacks are in this thing. Whatever next year's Bailey Zappy is, whatever, and maybe Fields could be that guy. You know that kind of thing. Well, if you're looking for that guy, look no further than at David M. Todd. David Todd, QB has to be on the table for the Steelers. Need to look at Jaden Daniels, J.J. McCarthy, Quinn Ewers, among others. Need to check in on Kurt Cousins, Justin Fields, oh, second to yours, mm-hmm. Matt Stafford, etc. all of them. Are, are you... Uh, are you, you know, if you bring in Cousins, he's not a backup, right? No, no, because you'd have to sign Cousins. That's you wouldn't be you wouldn't be able to trade something for him. No, if you're signing Cousins, Cousins is coming in to start. Another guy that let's generously say doesn't have the best injury history. I I I, I have no idea who those first three names are. I think and are I college do not guys. look forward to having to find out who they are. Obviously, they're college guys. I hope to not have to figure out who any of them are until they're playing against the Steelers. But um, but yeah, they're going to bring in somebody to be the long term backup to Kenny. Whether it's one of these guys in the draft or trading for somebody or drafting somebody, it's just how high up and how much do you invest in this person 
Matt Stafford? No, are you? I mean, would he do it? I mean, it's uh, that would be actually a pretty good pick. I would feel more comfortable with Stafford as the backup than Mitch, but that's only because I've seen Stafford win a Super Bowl within the last few years. I don't know if Stafford has any how much athletic ability he has left, and also I'm not sure Stafford is necessarily in the "Hey, let's not turn the ball over" mentality that the Steelers preach and believe in. Um, well, let's get to some insider news. We need an insider sound. Um, insider. <laughs> there, there it is. <laughs> At Steeler Nation, Steeler Nation, insider reports that the Steelers nearly benched Kenny after the loss to the Browns. Now, this comes from trusted quote unquote insider Jerry Dulac who we don't do, I mean do we believe he's the one who stuck by the that the Rooney's fired Matt Canada oh, yeah. Yeah, so sure. if we're sticking with that um but here I am I'm dipping back into the insider well here was now see it, it, are there different personality? You know, Dulac, the columnist, right. seems to have a different tone than Dulac, the radio appearance maker. I was going to say the, almost the exact same thing, Kyle. You beat me to it. Yes. Because here's the quote. Now, he doesn't ever put this in his official column, right. but this is when he goes on to the so-called fan. The quote is, after the Cleveland game, there was some discussion that maybe a change needed to be made at the quarterback position because of the way Kenny had been struggling for those three games. Now, that all changed with the performance in Cincinnati, but it had been discussed. Who discusses that? I mean, discuss it's uh, Mad Canada, uh, Sullivan, Tomlin. It wasn't Canada if it wasn't changed with the performance after the Cincinnati game. I mean, it's maybe it was discussed before that. I don't know. And again, it's I mean, I, I, I've read too many news stories, but man, there was some discussion that maybe a change needed to be made. That is as many uh, qualifiers as you can think of in one sentence right there. That sounds like me talking to the uh, Starbucks worker when they see my Steelers ad. Oh, so you sticking with uh, Kenny for the rest of the year? Right. Yes. It'll be like, well, reports are that <laughs> podcaster and Starbucks insider. I had that was that same conversation with the one bartender at Flappers that's a Steelers fan. Yes. <laughs> um, if, if you were even considering benching... Kenny, wouldn't you just put him on IR at this point then and just say, hey, let's wrap it up for this season? I mean, yes and no. I mean, one, I, I didn't realize this until this came up the other week that I, I didn't know this, that apparently Tua had been benched at one time or another and someone else that went on to be successful was benched. I forget who it was. Ike Taylor during the Cower years. Oh, oh no, but I meant like another quarterback on oh, another oh, team. Oh, but oh. it's but no, Taylor's a fine, the last time I can remember it happening with the Pittsburgh. But I mean, but hey, if you wanted uh, Kenny to be benched, you got it. <laughs> we're gonna find out. Yeah, That's, you got what you wished for once again. It's it's. I mean, it's it's here. Here we're gonna. I mean, it's it's. You know, because this happens all the time in baseball. I don't think it happens in hockey. But I mean, if a pitcher is struggling, they'll put you on the IR, and that just means you go to some weird facility somewhere in uh, Florida or something. But when football, yeah, I mean, it's he's rehabbing this knee. He had tightrope surgery, which sounds incredibly painful. That's, uh, that's, yeah, but yeah. um, but it, uh, but he's he's not in there. He's not in the pressure. He's what. And he's getting so whatever benefits there would have been to him getting benched, surely he's getting them out of this very equivalent thing. It's my quarterback. Um, let's uh, he's gonna come back, you know, they say mm -hmm. he's coming back for week 18, so mm -hmm. we've got that if that game matters, <laughs> and he's already undefeated in Baltimore. The thing is, it's like there's so many scenarios where that game doesn't matter, and I would say, why yes. bring him back? You know, but there, right. but, but like there are a few scenarios where that game means everything. Yes, and it's and I'd be very, very surprised if 
if it means everything or if it doesn't mean anything, I think if he can come back, they're going to bring him back because I, you know, they do want to get more evaluation. Let's see him in this situation. He is a team leader. Let's, you know, I, I'd be stunned if he was able to come back and they didn't bring him back. If it meant the difference between a seven seed and a five seed, though, I would say whatever. Well, know. but then you all let it come out. Is is hey, if they're if they're looking at a five seed, maybe Mitch has been playing real well. I don't know. Maybe you want to come out and see if Kenny can do this just for the rest of this year. Maybe then you are benching him for whatever the playoffs end up being. I mean, it's I couldn't predict what was going to happen four days ago. I'm sure not going to be able to predict what's going to happen in five weeks. And we're not going to try to predict what's happening tonight. Because... Oh God, I did, I forgot for a second. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But how about this hot take at five-star matchup, five-star check. Everyone clowns on Flacco, but his last two starts would be a career day for Pickett. Oops, that's no lies detected, I don't think. Well, I mean, the only lie detected there is how to go for Flacco in L.A. He had Miles Garrett. He had uh, Kareem Hunt. He had all the the weapons there. It was, uh, I don't understand. If he played such a good game, why didn't he win? Well, good point. Right, uh, and by the way, I don't mean to clown up. Five Star Matchup does do a nice job. I watch one of their videos, and they are a funny person that works very hard. So I mean, it's it's you know I get this, but um, but yeah, it's 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 again the Steelers have this. Is the other thing we talk. I mean, I'm gonna go about this this week, but it's everyone said, oh, Kenny should have thrown to Calvin Austin. He was open for a second. He looked at him and decided not to do it because that guy might have jumped the route. Maybe that's being too conservative. Maybe that's what they coached him to. It certainly didn't end up well. But uh, but man, the, the the idea that, you know, uh, taking more risks automatically works out better than it has is uh, asinine. Um, how about a little devil's advocate mm-hmm. from at J round 32, Josh Roundtree, the so-called fan defending Kenny. Mm-hmm. Kenny Pickett's second season has had Number one, wide out on IR with attitude issues. Mm-hmm. Number two, wide out going full diva. I don't know about that. Number three and number four, wide out making little impact. Mm-hmm. Number one, tight end on IR. Number two, tight end making little impact. O-line is one of the NFL's worst groups first seven weeks. Worst offensive coordinator in NFL who got fired. Ankle injury, surgery. So, I mean, I, I don't want to say play the victim, Kenny Pickett, Kenny victim here, but um are are these legitimate factors into this season? i mean i mean there's uh, obviously as you said a lot of these are open to interpretation but i mean these there's a lot of this that certainly has some degree of truth in it and uh if you want to see some angry people click on this tweet the response is this some folks were livid that this man was making this argument they were mad you, oh the kenny haters you're right, saying the yeah. kenny haters they, they they swarmed on this one this was uh they could brook little dissent I don't, you know, I guess, I don't know. I guess if you're Kenny, that's the argument you might make or, well, uh, I mean, but know. I also don't, I mean, that's, but that's part of the reason that Kenny might be the guy for this job is that he's not making these arguments. I mean, it's every, I mean, it, it, you know, everyone to a person, it's not like as uh, Kenny does not seem to be even the slightest bit of a malingerer. A malingerer? Yeah. What is that? Oh, uh, somebody that, you know, uh, a sense of victimization saying, oh, these injuries are too bad. Oh, woe is me. A bit of self-pitying. At, um, you know, someone that blames up uh, says, well, it's because of these injuries I couldn't do it. Roethlisberger, which sounds bizarre now, used to get some of those uh, accusations just because after a game, if they'd lost, he would talk about like his hand hurt or something. I mean, people were weird then, too. Roethlisberger, the ming- mingler, mingler, whatever. <laughs> okay. Well, I think the band is trying to... Take the field, we've got a mingler. <sighs> Was this a renegade? They didn't play renegade, or did they? We, we, we thought they did going into the fourth quarter, but we weren't sure. 
Did the rain play a factor? I don't know. I don't know. In the special teams, I felt sometimes the rain did. Well, I mean, the special teams didn't make Miles Killebrew commit three penalties, which is still the most bizarre thing to me. Like, if you ask me who's the smartest guy in this team in terms of not doing dumb things, I might have said him like two weeks ago. Right? That was a factor. You know, it was... I said they had... They come out looking like they were playing a little bit more physical than maybe the refs would have liked, and I think that led to some of I thought some of those early. We did flags. discuss that. We you you said that at the time. You know, I so I don't. Right. That's why when they were like, "Oh, did they come underprepared?" I don't think they did, but no. I think it was mistake prone. It was almost like too. You, you know, you, you came out at 11 and you overexert. You needed to dial it back at, you know, when you're a fighter, you're not supposed to punch at 10. You're supposed to punch at 8 or 9 so that you can have some control still. And uh... No, and I think I, I think you're right. And I think that by multiple players made comments about mental toughness. And I think part of that is being able to adjust to that kind of thing. Well, let's give the final word to... Can we get maybe some music here? Yeah. Let's give the final word to at real Clark 25, Ryan Clark. Welp, Matt Canada, you're off the hook. My bad. Is it uh, one game and uh, are we willing to, to close the door on this offense yet? Or? I mean, Ryan Clark is, is a fine example of people that, again, a great player and Steeler history and all this, but someone that is prone to overreacting a bit for the cameras. I mean, wasn't it just the other day he did the thing about he went on TV and said, this is a team that cannot live off of the trophies anymore. They have to admit that the standard is sagged or something or other. I don't know. But it, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's, it's Canada wasn't all the problems, which I believe everyone told you at the time, or at least we told you. Right. I, you know, I don't know if everyone. I think we were. I felt like we were paddling upstream on that uh, on that canoe. Uh, that Alan Saunders guy, I like I think, said a very similar thing. But it. Uh, but yeah. But we were we were paddling upstream as well. That's a good. And point. maybe all the players in the locker room who said time and time again, it's not the coordinator, it's us. Right. I think Pat said it again this week. Yes, it's not the coaches, it's us. And that mm-hmm. seems to be where I fall when there's a botch snap, when there's a. Uh, uh, you know, no, and when there's no uh, no one able to stop what they're doing, too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a personnel and it's execution. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know. That's just me. That's just what I'm talking about. Um, what are Ian's talking about? That's what we've been talking about. That's what we've been talking about. Next week is going to be a really good show. I know I keep talking about this Tomlin book. Uh, I believe I have the author coming in on next week's show. We're going to get down to the truth about some of Tomlin's, some of my biggest question marks, maybe about the BA firing. Maybe we'll talk, maybe we'll get into the Matt Canada firing. I don't know. This book is really good. Tomlin, the soul of a football coach. Um, You know, the quickest I've read 400 pages. (laughs) Not since... uh, not, uh, I, can't, I can't even think of a joke. I was going to say, not since I got that parking ticket. But I was trying to think of like the Lone Wolf books when we were little kids. But yeah, that, uh, I don't know. Yeah, that not book. since uh, Encyclopedia Brown <laughs> dropped a new release. All right. If I, I still have some Blame Canada stickers I'm going to send out. I know that's way overdue. But I think they're going to be funnier now. I think they're better collector's items. You put a little hook on them, you put them on your tree. Put them on your tree. Oh, maybe next week we'll have the Steelers Christmas shopping guide. Hey, there are some cool things this year. Yes, there are. Uh, There's some weird things too. Shoot, maybe we'll tease that. There's a big show next week. You should have tuned in next week. Yeah, what are you doing here? 
uh, hopefully the game is already uh, a big win at this yes, point. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, they're running away with it. All so. right. I'm on social media at Kyle Christ. Greg, what about yourself? Uh, at Greg Benevent on Instagram. Uh, B as in boy, E-N-E, V as in Victor, E-N-T. Until next week with when we have an awesome, fun-packed show. Keep listening to your coach. Be the best selves. That's going to be required. Stay in school. <laughs>